Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Today on Legally Us, Corey Bierman and Kim Zolciak are over while Prince Harry gets an apology in his phone hacking case. Plus, things are getting even messier between Tiger Woods and his ex-girlfriend, and Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis hope to dismiss their nanny case. we got that plus so much more on today's Legally Us. Everyone, welcome to Legally Us. I'm Christina. That's, of course, Nima Romani, president and CEO of West Coast Trial Lawyers and former federal prosecutor. Hi, Nima. How are you? Hi, Christina. I like the new background. Oh, thank you so much. You know, freshening it up for spring. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we got a lot of big news to get to this week, kind of all over the place. But let's kick it off with this messy divorce. Uh, Croy Bierman um, and Kim Zolciak from Real Housewives of Atlanta, they are over. He filed for divorce and said that their marriage is irretrievably broken. And he requested sole custody of the duo's minor, minor children. So he filed for divorce. Um, said that the separation date was April 30th and he wants sole physical custody of the four kids that they share. So they are currently living together at their home in Alpharetta, Georgia, but he requested exclusive temporary and permanent use and possession of the marital residence. He also asked that Kim be restrained and enjoined from coming to the house after she vacates the property. He requested child support from Kim, as well as reasonable and necessary attorney fees and expenses of litigation. So um, this broke after Kim also filed for divorce as well and is also seeking soul and physical custody. So it seems like they both want this temporary permanent soul and legal custody. So what does that entail? And does that mean it's getting messy? It's very messy. And Christina, I'm laughing because people can ask for all sorts of things, but that doesn't mean that they're going to get it. So you've seen these divorce cases. You know, spouses say, I want sole legal custody. I want sole physical custody. I want the house. Look, it's not going to happen. The presumption is joint physical and legal custody. You got to get along. You got to share. You got to co-parent with your ex. And you're not going to get the house entirely. And if you can't agree, guess what the court's going to do? They're actually going to force the sale of the house. So, again, sometimes this is leverage. Sometimes this is lawyers trying to make their clients happy in these nasty emotional divorces. But it just goes to show sometimes people ask for millions of dollars. They're not going to get it. Same thing. You're not going to get your kids 100% to yourself. Right. So what does it mean that Kim or he's requesting that Kim be restrained from coming to the property once she vacates it? Yeah, so a restraining order or being enjoined or an injunction, that's when a court doesn't award damages, but actually prevents you or forces you from doing something. So in this particular case, 
they're asking for him to not even come to the house. Well, again, that's going to be the same as that uh, sole legal custody, right? If you're going to enjoin your ex from even coming around you or the kids, that's basically a stay away order. And we've talked about that a lot uh, on this show. It's not going to happen in a family law case. Mm-hmm. Does he have to almost prove why she would need to stay away for the judge to grant this request? Yeah, these types of restraining orders, you know, you need some sort of violence or threat of violence, right? Some sort of harm to the kids. That's what the case is all about. And so unless, you know, Croy or Kim can prove that and meet that very high burden, a judge isn't going to grant it. Mm -hmm. And so, so would a judge rule, like, I guess you you said that only they're only going to rule in his favor if he can prove this. So as we know, they reportedly owe $1.1 million to the IRS. Could getting a divorce help in this case at all? Because sometimes, you know, when people are really underwater with money, maybe they split and maybe that will help. I don't know if that will in this case. Well, potentially, right? We saw this with Tom Girardi and Erica Jane, right? right? Where they divorced, she kept her half insulated from creditors and folks that were going after Tom. But um, it really depends on who the IRS is going after. If it's for both spouses from some joint return and they're both on the hook, then the divorce isn't going to help. But let's say Kim owes a lot of taxes, um, but her ex-husband does not, then that might be a way of him sort of getting himself out. out of that tax mess. But we all know that the government always gets paid first. Those tax liens are at the top of the line when you're dealing with kind of priorities and stuff. So I think that's another reason why we may see the house sold and not only resolve this family court difference, but to pay off that IRS tax lien. Right. And would that be a maybe a reason why he wants her to vacate the property? If maybe all of the IRS mess is in her name, he wants to still hold his property, I guess. I don't know. Potentially. I mean, it really depends on who owes those back taxes, those delinquent taxes. So obviously, you know, and this really comes down to, is this, you know, an issue that predated the marriage or these taxes um, a result of what the couple earned during marriage? So it could be a debt that is for just one spouse, or it could be something that's a joint obligation of both spouses. So it really depends. Messy, messy, messy. All right. Well, moving on, a British newspaper group has apologized for illegal information gathering and vowed it won't happen again in the trial um, with Prince Harry. So this just this uh, trial just began. And of course, it pits Prince Harry and other celebrities against the UK's tabloid press. So the trial like I said, kicked off in London's high court and is over a suit brought jointly by the Duke of Sussex, other UK celebrities, um, including Cheryl Cole, the late George Michael. Um, So it's against the Mirror Group newspapers, which is MGN. And they released a statement saying, this apology is not made with tactical objective of reducing damages. MGN accepts that an apology at this stage will not have that effect but is made because such conduct should have never occurred. So this suit, we've talked about this several times. It was launched back in 2019 and Harry is expected to testify next month. So is this a big win for Harry in this case? Well, it is a big win because whenever you're analyzing these civil cases, you have to analyze liability, who's at fault and damages. And now you have the British tabloids, Mm -hmm. the newspapers admitting liability, saying, hey, it's our fault. So really now it's a question of damages. How much do they have to pay Prince Harry and the other celebrities whose privacy they intruded upon? So it's certainly a win. And it's sort of uh, now we're past that step one, that liability, or if it were a criminal case, the guilt phase of the trial. And now you're just looking at the damages, how much they have to pay. Okay. So now even should, will Prince Harry still have to even testify next month since they admitted guilt in this situation? 
I think so, because even though the tabloids didn't admit fault, the question is, well, how much harm did Prince Harry suffer, right? It could be thousands of pounds. It could be millions. So he needs to still get up there. He needs to get on the stand. He needs to have his experts testify as to what his damages are. Because this isn't the type of case where, you know, it's a car accident. We're talking about, you know, or a dog bite. You're talking about medical bills, you know, past and future, the time you had to take off for work and to get paid for those lost wages. These are human damages, right? This is someone who's violated your privacy. So there's no real way to kind of calculate this. There's no formula. So he's got to get up there and tell the judge there really how much this affected him. Mm -hmm. And then is that just the the kind of the strategy probably with his lawyers, that his team kind of conducting not his, the story, but what, how this really affected him. Is that kind of the game plan going into this? Of course, absolutely. So when he gets up there, he's obviously going to be talk about the, you know, the, the, the unlawful intrusion upon his privacy and the tapping and all that sort of stuff. But he's going to really spend the most of his testimony telling the court, hey, this is how I was harmed. This is how I was affected. This is how my private information got out. This is uh, how people reacted when the tabloids published this information, really. So those human damages, that's what he's going to have to testify to. That's really going to determine how much money is going to be awarded. You think he's going to get a big payout in something like this? I think so. This is pretty egregious conduct. You know, certainly in the United States, this would be criminal conduct. You can't do this type of stuff. So, and I know there was a huge investigation that the, uh, there was a commission there in Great Britain that conducted. So um, I think this was pretty bad. And I think he's going to get a pretty big payday. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, moving on to exes Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis. They are hoping to dismiss their children's former nanny, Erica Genero's lawsuit regarding her termination. So the former couple told us weekly, we are confident that the evidence brought forward will affirm our position to summarily dismiss this case and bring our family peace. So, of course, they split back in November of 2022, and they are planning to file a motion to compel arbitration in the nanny's case, which they allege was improperly filed in California as a civil suit instead of as a hearing before the American Arbitration Association in New York. Um, They also want to dismiss the California case entirely so that both parties can bring forward complaints to the um, AAA. So will I know that you your firm is handling this case. So what is your reaction to that? Yeah, my reaction is Jason and Olivia are talking a lot for someone whose family was destroyed by Harry Styles. So hopefully we win. And if they we do, I want to see them on Legally Us to yes. see how, how they're reacting to our win. So, I mean, look, what they're talking about, a dismissal, doesn't mean the case goes away. Mm-hmm. Okay, They're trying to get this case into arbitration in New York instead of a uh, civil trial here in California. So obviously two different states, but doesn't mean the case goes away. You know, arbitration is a private proceeding, usually before a retired judge that kind of keeps things confidential because obviously they want to keep things under wraps. That doesn't mean I won't be here on the show telling you and the fans what's happening in the case, but they want as little attention on their conduct as possible. So that's why they're trying to get in this private arbitration. But even if the California case is dismissed, even if we deal with it in in arbitration, that doesn't mean that it's a win for them. It's just a different form. And in certain states like California, even if you go to arbitration, the defendant, the employer, they have to pay for the cost of arbitration. So these types of things don't necessarily come for free. And it certainly doesn't mean that the case goes away. No. So going to arbitration means it's more under wraps then? Is that correct? Yeah, there's a presumption that we talked about that jury trials in this country are public. Mm-hmm. So sometimes employers, they want to keep um, their conduct 
especially if you're a celebrity, away from the public eye. So you see these private arbitrations. Uh, we saw Brad and Angelina, for instance, you know, handle their divorce through a private arbitration proceeding. So it's not uncommon for celebrities to want to do this. Um, obviously, we want to put everything in the public eye, everything that they did. So we'll see how a judge rules on that. Yeah. How is Erica feeling about all of this? You know, she's glad that her story's gotten out. And, you know, she wants justice. She believes that she was treated unfairly by Jason and Olivia through no fault of her own. She was kind of caught up in this, you know, whirlwind situation. And when she had a medical condition and she went to the family doctor and the family put her off, I mean, she was terminated as a result. So um, she just wants her story to be heard, hopefully by a jury, but if not, by an arbitrator. We'll have to see what happens. All right. Well, um, another very messy situation. Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, claimed that she was dumped at an airport tarmac by the athlete's lawyer in an elaborate scheme as their legal battle continues. So she alleged in court documents that were filed last week that she was lured from the couple's home um, through trickery after a dispute with um, with Tiger in October of 2022, only to be broken up with and ejected from her house. So her attorney claimed that the scheme involved convincing Miss Herman to pack for a weekend excursion to the Bahamas. She and Mr. Woods often traveled on short notice for quick getaways, and she was told this would be another trip. There was a private private plane allegedly waiting when she arrived at the airport. And instead of boarding the plane, Mr. Woods told Miss Herman to talk to his lawyer and Mr. Woods left. Then Mr. Woods, California lawyer out of the blue, told her that she was not going anywhere, would never see Mr. Woods again and had been locked out of their house and could not return. Um, Tiger's attorney allegedly advised Herman that she had no legal rights and tried to force Herman into signing an NDA, which she refused said it was after that scheme that Herman filed her mm-hmm. October 2022 lawsuit against the um, Jupiter Island Irrevocable Homestead Trust, which owns the house that she had been living in with Tiger. She's seeking $30 million. I know we talked about this mm-hmm. before, but does this sound like just somebody that's just really mad about a breakup? Yeah, this is someone who was mad about a breakup, Christina. Mm-hmm. But really, I think Tiger and his lawyer should have handled this better, right? You don't break up with someone through your lawyer. But you know, as an ex-girlfriend, you really don't have any rights. So what she is trying to do is to paint a picture of herself as a tenant, mm-hmm. you know, saying that she has this verbal lease and that Tiger, as her landlord, breached the lease because you do have rights as, as a tenant or as an employee, right? Let's not forget, that's how this relationship started. So you can't be sexually harassed by your employer. So um, it's going to be very tough for her to convince a court that she was a tenant or an employee, but she's certainly trying. Yeah. So, and then Tiger's lawyer said, filed a motion to dismiss it saying that Erica willingly signed the NDA agreed to settle any disputes through private arbitration. So do you believe that this will be dismissed? If she did sign an NDA, is this kind of like null and void? Well, the NDAs are enforceable, but not in sexual harassment, sexual assault Mm -hmm. cases. That's something that Congress passed because, again, you see these employers, they're like, they're trying to keep this conduct confidential. They don't want it to see the light of day. So it doesn't matter whether you're a celebrity or an employer or a celebrity employer. What you don't want is your dirty laundry aired in a public way. So that's what Tiger is trying to prevent from happening. But I think it's too late for that. Yeah, I think so, too. So where where do you think what do you think happens in this case now? And this is going to be a tough case for Tiger's ex to win. To say that you had this multi-year, I think I think she was alleging 11-year verbal lease, and Tiger made these promises when none of them are in writing, and clearly he puts everything in writing because he's having you sign NDAs. I think that's going to be a very tough legal hurdle for her to overcome. Seems like it. All right. Well, Nima, thank you so much. A lot of interesting stories this week. I feel like we covered all different types of spectrums. Um, but thank you so much for your expertise, as always. Thanks, Christina. Great seeing you as always, and I'll see you next week. Next week.